What is a race condition? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. You should subscribe so you can get every episode as it comes out. So race conditions are very interesting and fun phenomena that happen when we have multiple threads or even multiple machines communicating with each other and coordinating to get a job done. But let's just talk about the multiple threads situation at first, just to make it simpler. So let's say I have a system that counts tomatoes and there are two cameras counting, to, you know, that are taking pictures of my tomato farm and I have a thread for each camera that is, you know, running some uh, computer vision system to count the tomatoes. So every time the thread finds a tomato, it will basically execute the plus plus operator. If you're not familiar, the plus plus operator basically increments a variable. So these two threads are sharing the same global variable. Let's call it tomato count. And they're both executing the same code, so they're executing tomato count plus plus. Now plus plus, the increment operator, actually does three separate operations. It reads in the value from the global variable, it adds one to it, and then it stores that value back in the variable. And because there's actually three different operations, the th the, and this thread is doing three different operations, they can interleave in different ways. So the easy case is when, say, thread A does the whole thing before thread B, and so they, they you know, thread A reads, adds, and stores, and then thread B reads, adds, and stores. So let's say the variable is at is 17 right now, and thread A counts one, so then it's 18, and then thread B counts one, it's 19. So that's that's the correct answer. Each thread counts a new one, and we have two more than we had before. Now if thread B goes first, and then thread A, we actually get the same answer, right? So that's not a race condition um, because they get the same answer, so it's fine. The race condition comes in when the order, when, when, when the things run matters. And so you get, when, when I say matters, it means you get a different answer. So how is that possible? Well, because there are three different operations, they could happen at the same time. They could interleave. Here's an example of a different answer you could get by running these things in two different threads. So thread A could read the number 17, and then thread B could read the number 17. Then both of them add one, so now they both have 18, and then they both write an 18 to that variable. So the answer after both of them counting is only one more. We've actually lost a tomato. 
And that's a race condition because it it's like a race who gets there first, what, you know, what order the things happen in. And it all just depends on luck. Basically. Now, if you're counting a lot of tomatoes, it's probably going to happen that the two threads are going to hit at the same time. If you've got multiple threads, if you've got 10 threads counting, it's even more likely that they're going to occur at the same time. What's unfortunate is that very often when you're testing, you're testing much, uh, you're testing fewer threads and not as many iterations. And so you might not even see this happen in your tests, or maybe you see it very occasionally and it's so uncommon that you just rerun the tests and they run, they, they pass now. And so you kind of ignore it. It is one of the unfortunate things about moving from a sequential execution model to a parallel execution model. A single sequential program can do this, can, can, do that plus plus operator with no problem. There was no problem at all. But once you move into a parallel world with multiple threads sharing resources, you start to get race conditions. And there's something you have to think about and avoid. Now I said before that this can also happen if you have multiple machines communicating and very likely you all you do already have multiple machines so you have probably a web browser pointed at your web server multiple web browsers at the same time all sending you web requests so that's already multiple machines so how could this cause a race condition well you could have the same thing if you have a button on your site or like, let's say an old school, um, an old school hit counter, visit counter. So every time it's a little image that every time someone requests that image from your server, it increments it by one and then serves you the new image of, you know, it's, it's just a little number. Uh, so if you have two people make a request at the same time, your parallelized web server, then they could be, uh, there could be a race condition between them if you're not careful. Meaning two requests come in at the same time and you only count it as one. You, you lose one. What should happen is one person gets one more and one, the next person gets two more, right? So this one and one makes two. So this can happen not only in a, um, oh, and so wait, let me talk about how this happens on the back end. So let's say you're storing the number of hits in the database. And when uh, a web request comes in for that image, you read in, you do a SQL query on the database. Tell me how many hits we've had. Then you add one to that and then you update the field with that new number. And then you, you know, serve the image out. 
Now, if both threads or two machines or, or what have you, two processes, it doesn't really matter how like architecturally it works. As long as two things are happening at the same time, they're both reading from the database at the same time. They get the same answer. They add one and then they write it back. One of them is going to overwrite the other, but they're the same number. And so you've lost, you've lost a count. So race conditions happen because in a sequential program, the model of time is very easy. It's one thing happens at a time, one after the other. But once you have multiple timelines with things happening at the same time, now you've got race conditions. And those timelines can be because you have multiple threads, because you've got multiple machines communicating. Each one is a sequential, uh, a sequential thread of execution. Um, if you have even like in JavaScript, you've got asynchronous callback chains, right? So on, you know, you have a callback for a web request and then that does another web request and it has a callback for another web, you know, that becomes a chain a timeline that chain becomes a timeline one thing's happening after the other and you could easily find race conditions in those if you have shared resources so that's another thing you need shared resources to have a race condition right the two timelines need to be accessing something in common so in the first example counting tomatoes the shared resource was that global variable and then the hit counter example, the shared resource was that database value stored in the value stored in the database. So those are the, the two conditions, two things, two sequential timelines running simultaneously and they're sharing resources. Then you have a race condition. Now, how do you avoid race conditions? Well, that is a, much more complicated answer than I'm prepared to give right now um, because I'm already going over. So I'm going to leave that for another episode of Thoughts on Functional Programming. Please subscribe and you'll hear that answer when it, when it publishes. Uh, also, if you have any questions, you want to get into a discussion, you want an episode about something that you're interested in, just let me know. Uh, you can reach me at eric at lispcast.com. That's my email. On Twitter, I'm at Eric Normand with a D. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm Eric Normand. You can uh, search for me if you can't find my URL, Eric Normand Closure and I should be up at the top. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.